All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And we've got uh, a follow-up episode here this week to our episode that we did last week. We will be getting to that for sure. But uh, before we do, Craig, uh, just in general, how are things going? Pretty good. I'm going on vacation next week, so things will be real good. Real yeah. good. So can't wait. It's one to be you know, one of those I'll tell you what, last if no one remembers, last year I got really royally screwed out of my vacation because two days into it I had a gallbladder I had my gallbladder removed. Remember that? Oh yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I think uh anybody who's been with us for uh long enough period of time remembers that because you were out I can't remember how many episodes you were out. Quite, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, yeah I, I got so. cheated out of vacation, cheated out of the show, cheated all around. Hey, I told you, you had room service and you had people changing, like, there to change your bed at the hospital and everything, and you had hot meals, so that sounds like vacation to me. True. Yeah. I mean, but everything I ate kind of went from one point to the other pretty quickly. So <laughs> <laughs> are we getting a little too graphic on here too? <laughs> from no. a, to, a to Z in like <laughs> one second. <laughs> so yeah, I really couldn't keep anything down because it just kind of came out the other end pretty quickly. So yeah. Nice. Good, good yeah. to know. Good to know. Yeah, good visual for everyone to see. Yeah. Think, think about that. So and now the ratings for our show will plummet, and yeah. we've, we've lost our all our listeners. We, man, we've been losing listeners for a long time, so. You know. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, hopefully vacation goes better for you this year. Um, so. We will still have an episode that will come out next week. Uh, we'll see how it goes and exactly what it's going to cover. But we'll have an episode for you guys next week um, as uh, July is coming to a close, and August will be here before you know it. But uh, we do have a voicemail this week, so we definitely do want to get in here and play the episode for you guys, uh, and then we'll, we we will discuss it, and then we will uh, get to our uh, scheduled content and uh, have a good conversation this week as per usual. So let me see if we can get this up here and running. Hit the play button. Hey, guys, it's Kerbmeister. So calling in, let you guys know that I'm fired up. I'm starting to get that. I mean, it's July. It's mid-July. It's probably completely unorthodox for me to get fired up over Michigan football. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to... I'm ready to watch Michigan football, and it's it's got to be, I don't know how many days, but it's going to be excruciating to wait. And I know that everybody else is probably feeling the same, but I'm just calling in because I haven't talked to you guys in a long time, let you guys know I'm still alive, say hey, and uh, go blue. All right, the curb master getting back in on the voicemails. Thanks so much for calling in, man. Good to hear from you. 
Yeah, we thought he dropped off the face of the earth, man. So. Yeah, well, MIA there for a little while. Good to hear from I you. I ate this, yeah, something, you know, and took a break. I mean, I can see, I mean, you and I can understand why people take breaks and social media it's pretty obvious right that you know you get the off season there's not much going on and too much bantering back and forth too much you know people not getting along so you just kind of say i'm kind of sick of it you get off it and you get back on it and because you know football is here he's act, he's exactly right I, curb i'm telling you something man i'm really excited i think a lot of fan base is really excited because i think because we got new coaches we got new you know new staff we got uh players coming back who are electrifying and we got quarter, another quarterback who is possibly electrifying uh, a lot of good things i think and we got a team that's actually uh football ready man they're not coming in not knowing anything they know what they're doing so i think this is going to be a good year that's why you're seeing so much hype going on man. that's why you're seeing so many michigan fans waiting for this year so Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, I think ever since it was uh, declared that Shea Patterson was um, eligible to play, I think everybody's been excited. I mean, it built excitement with the I mean, even though it wasn't exactly necessarily highlighting good things, but the uh, documentary got people kind of excited and kind of into things because, you know, you don't normally get that during the off season, So that was fun and exciting. Uh, but, yeah, people have just been building up to it. And then all the stuff that we see on social media and the new staff members, like you were saying, and the strength and conditioning coach. Yep. So, yeah, it's uh, – there's a lot to it. So, yeah, um, I, I'm not surprised that you're excited for it. I'm excited yeah. for it. I'm excited. I mean, I'm, it's awesome to have Kerb back because, you know – he's got a lot of good insight on football. The guy, the dude knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to football. Uh, you and I talked to him on, uh, off, uh, off the show on social media. He's a great guy. Um, and you know, it's good to have him back and yeah, can't wait to get this show. You know, the shows on the off season, we're in a little, you know, people aren't really talking about football, but once we start get going, we're going to get a lot more recordings, a lot more people calling in, it's a lot of fun, man. So, yeah, for sure. So, thank you again for that call in, uh, Kerbmeister. Definitely a lot going on, and we're trying to plan some uh, special stuff as we get closer to that. And I've been watching some of last year's games. I even watched some of the 2016 games. Um, you know, can't get enough, and it's getting closer and closer. It is getting busier and busier for me, though, so it's just making time go by even faster, which can be a good thing and can be a bad thing. So, mm. but uh, but thanks again for that. So we had a long, uh, well, I won't say a long, but we had a long conversation last week, I guess, um, about important games for the season. We highlighted two. Uh, we did some extra stuff with it in between last episode and this episode. So we have more to highlight with that. Continue the conversation, share some of the thoughts that you, the listeners and other people that um, just interact with us on social media, their thoughts and everything. So last week, as most should remember, we had the conversation about the important games for 2018 for Michigan. And we highlighted specifically the two rivalry games, the rivalry game against Notre Dame, which will actually be kicking off the season. And then the rivalry game 
that will be finishing the regular season against Ohio State. Uh, Craig and I kind of went back with some of the conversation there. Um, and then I went ahead and put a poll on Twitter, which uh, did you see the results? I did. I knew Ohio State would win out, dude. I knew it. Yeah, well, there's a difference between winning out and you being completely embarrassed by the results. No, no, I'm not embarrassed. I had some people. Embarrassing. (laughs) Well, of course, everybody's going to pick Ohio State as the biggest game. But then again, I did see something on there that said, hey, would you rather have Michigan lose every game but beat Ohio State? And you actually had people that said they would like to see that. And I went, that's outrageous. Yeah, no, that's that's no, so, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. It's yeah, that's just god awful. <laughs> yeah, so. but uh, so the poll went out there on which game do you believe is more important for Michigan Wolverines in 2018? The rivalry game at the beginning of the season versus Notre Dame on September 1st, or the rivalry game at the end of the season versus Ohio State November 24th? It was up for like four days, I think. Uh, the results was 87% Ohio State, 13% Notre Dame, a total of 679 votes. So, Craig, that means not even a, not even 100 people agreed yeah, with you, Craig. Close. Now, now those those 89 people who agreed with you aren't wrong, but right. you couldn't be more wrong than wrong <laughs> itself. You're, you're just Terrible. Fail horn sound. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Charles Barkley. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, the interesting thing about that poll is, is the very fact is, you know, you had you had some good points about what. It took me a minute to get a bag out of. <laughs> you know, we always have to have that on ready to go. But uh, especially when I'm talking, right? Yeah. Uh, um. But what you're talking, you know, I mean, you made some good points, and I have to admit, you know, there's some really good points you you, you said, and and it's true. Is Michigan in the past years have been, uh, they start out of the gate really, really doing well, and then they just peter off as the season goes on, and everybody knows that is, you know, they either it's the strength and conditioning, is is it the the play, is it play calling? It just seems like Michigan can't seem to be upped on playing games with the last two to three games at the end of the season. And it just seems to fall apart after that. But, uh, and that just happens to be right when you need to actually play the best. <laughs> so you got your toughest games at the very end and they matter and they matter when you want to go into the playoffs, you know, to be even considered. So, and Ohio state's always the last game of the season. So, but, um, the only reason I brought up Notre Dame is just because of the very fact we have another new quarterback coming in. We got new staff. We got new, you know, every, we pretty much have a new everything. And then from a team who only scored eight touchdowns last season, throwing the ball is pretty pathetic. And so I think coming out of the gate and beating a, t- a team like Notre Dame, who's going to be ranked higher than us, is super, super important. So that's why I kind of came out and said, you know, it's the most important game so far until we do get to Ohio State. So that doesn't count, though. Which <laughs> one's the more important one? And you can't go back on what you said. I'm you, gonna you are going to stick with the. I'll, I'll, I'll lean towards Ohio State, of course, but you know, I still 
think that we need to take this this first game really you know it's I think one of the most important games of the season. I well, yeah, but the, you were saying the most important game. So you're basically saying that yeah. you you're saying I'm right. Yeah, I'll kind of give it a little bit to you. Yeah, you're saying that I'm right. I'll give you 55% right. <laughs> you're saying that I'm right. So uh, to talk about what other people were saying about this game. So we had a, we had a lot of responses with this and everything. Um, um not a lot of split decisions, but a lot of people realized that was a tough decision to make. So uh, DR the Mighty on Twitter was saying that's a tough call uh, because Notre Dame sets the pace for the season. Uh, a lot of this will kind of be review, I guess, of um, a lot of things that we discussed, but there are some uh, new points that people touch on here. Um, but was saying that it's important and would be nice to win the rivalry uh, renewal game. But Ohio State is a much bigger rivalry rivalry. And that game will mean more to the season's outcome uh, than would a season opener out of conference. We uh, brought up a lot of those points. Blake A. Oates uh, said, both are so important, though. This was a tough one. Starting this year with a loss to anyone just can't happen, but losing to Ohio State again is not really an option either for Harbaugh. I'm not sure exactly which way he voted, but <laughs> taking uh, here's here's the interesting one. Uh, one of the few that kind of brought up a point that we didn't really discuss last week. Uh, <laughs> Special Oatmeal um, on Twitter mentions, uh, taking into consideration the early signing period, the Notre Dame game will have greater impact on recruiting. So they went with Notre Dame. Wow. Special Oatmeal? <clears throat> yeah. I love that. Is that the Twitter handle? Yeah, special. That's their Twitter handle, and their hey, picture is on my side. Great. <laughs> uh, well, now here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> yes, I can understand how winning the game, uh, winning and beating Notre Dame, could work with early signing period. But right. really, unless it, unless it's specifically for a recruit that is uh, trying to make a decision between Notre Dame and Michigan, I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact because let's be honest if Michigan, so let's just say, because obviously uh, I can't remember when the early signing period is because uh, from that conversation and the way that, well, hold on, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Um, Early signing. Here we go. When is the early signing period for college football? Can sign December 20th. Well, no, that doesn't really have a difference because it's saying that the signing period is still after the Ohio State game. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure that that would really have a difference because they're both played before the early signing period. Right. So, but anyways, I was going to say, uh, even if they're the signing period, because I can remember the date because I'm not always uh, – the expert in recruiting and everything, but I was just like, what's a bigger though? Like the thing that people watch all the time, and we've seen it with the, uh, the uh, stats from the TV ratings, the Ohio state Michigan game is huge. Um, uh, it's the last game of the regular season. A ton of people watch it. I think a ton of people are going to watch the Notre Dame Michigan game this year because it's opening weekend, but it's not always going to be opening weekend. 
Um, as we've right. seen from some of the previous ones, if it's not a night game, sometimes it doesn't, you know, break the record books or anything. But the Ohio State-Michigan game is known for, you know, setting, setting viewer records. Not all the time, but it, it's it's yeah. common with that game. So oh, yeah. I this, this Notre Dame game is going to set some pretty – I think it's going to set some pretty big records, though. I mean, since South Bend, the rivalry's back on with those two. I think it's going to have a huge viewership on that game. So, I mean, you've got two t- a top team, top 15 team, uh, ranked 15, you know, Michigan's – what is Michigan sitting around 12 or something like that? And then Notre Dame's at nine. Yeah, it's going to be big – it's going to be big ratings. It'll be bigger ratings than Michigan, you know, playing like Utah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, but but is it going to be a bigger rating than the Ohio State game? No, no. Yeah. No. See. I mean, so, so you're talking on it. Continue to lo- win, though. But you know that, that Michigan and Ohio State always does well in rankings, even if Michigan's stinking or you know vice versa. So. Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of what I'm getting to, where it's just like more eyes are on the Michigan Ohio State game, and yeah. even though these recruits aren't necessarily players who have grown up with that rivalry, they're going to. I feel like they see that more and they understand the scale of that more, especially with a coach like Urban Meyer at Ohio State currently. So to be able to go to a team that if Harbaugh beats them this year and continues to beat them in the future, I'm not saying like every single year, but, you know, continues to compete and everything. I mean, that I feel has more prowess to it than beating Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame is a historic school, You're absolutely right. I mean, you, you think about it. You're talking. It could even uh, affect a recruiting. I mean, we're talking big time. You know, everybody's talking about the five stars and four stars and all that. You know, star crazy. But I mean, it really could affect recruiting. If Michigan beats Ohio State this year, it could really affect where Michigan goes from here on out, and as far as recruiting concerns. So. And you're right. It's a big. It's a really, really big game. But if Michigan continues to lose, and you know, Michigan will more than likely lose to recruits to Ohio State because a lot of recruits want to go to a winning school. Look at Alabama now. Look at uh, Clemson. Clemson's recruiting great. Look at um, um, Texas A&M. I mean, you got uh, isn't um, what's what you call it? He went over there at Florida State. Yeah. Uh, Jimbo went there, so they're recruiting really, really well because he's going there because they like winners. Michigan's winning, but they got to win much more in order to get those guys. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the thing, the, the thing that I'm kind of getting at though too is that it's not necessarily specific. I feel like the Ohio State game isn't as specific to. Okay, this just comes down to mattering to recruits if they're determining right. between Ohio State and Michigan. This is like no, this is a rivalry game. This is like this is the rivalry game for Michigan. And a lot of times players want to be able to go in and win rivalry games. Like maybe they're not caring so much about right. the specific rivalry themselves, but when they go to school they want to win the rivalry games. That's like part of it. Not doesn't matter to everybody all the time. But I feel like the scale and the viewership and the, you know, national attention that gets put on the Michigan Ohio State game is larger than Notre Dame enough that yeah. even if a player is not deciding between specifically Ohio State and Michigan, that they will still be impacted if Michigan is unable to beat Ohio State on and on again. 
rather right. than beating Notre Dame specifically this year. I mean, I, I just feel like it's a larger scale. Yeah. Oh, and you're absolutely right. It really is. And, you know, you think about it, you know, Notre Dame at one point in the 90s uh, was Michigan brought a pretty, you know, you had Ohio State is number one. The close second was Notre Dame in that rivalry. Michigan State wasn't even really in the picture. But now it's kind of roles have reversed and you got, I'd say Michigan State's at that second level and you got Notre Dame at what third now now if they're in the picture they weren't in the picture but now they're in the picture and that might be you know we might have to bring back that rivalry and that'll be really really good too so for Michigan and uh, to see where it goes but yeah the big larger scale everybody knows it's at uh, it's Ohio State and even when you're going to the shoe to beat to beat Ohio State at the shoe is something big. I mean, Michigan wants to pull off like Virginia Tech did. Um, maybe go in there and not be uh, be the underdogs. I want Michigan to go in there kind of being the underdogs against Ohio State. I like that. Um, and then to come away from there and beat them would be something pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, I you know, I'm always like I want to see what this team does in the first game. And I hate to come out of the first game with a loss because that could really hurt them in the long run. I don't know. Or it could strengthen them. You know, you could come out, lose against uh, uh, kind of like you mentioned, you brought up the point of Utah and Rudock having a really terrible game. We came away and we lost, but then we started started getting better after that game. We actually did really, really well. Um, so I'd like to see that, you know. But uh, I don't want to see us losing Notre Dame. Just don't. <laughs> So not to that school. Yeah. So. Well, uh, you were just mentioning too about going in and winning at Ohio state. Michigan yeah. has, I mean, first of all, everybody knows the drought that Michigan has had, but Michigan hasn't won in Columbus, uh, since 2000. So right. going on almost 20 years, just put that out there in perspective too. Uh, our Henson 2000, excuse me. Oh, sorry about that. A little kind of heartburn or something. Um, R. Henson 2000 uh, just replied with, really? Question mark, exclamation point. And then uh, I offer, I put up that it was in our uh, podcast episode if he wanted to listen to it. And he's like, I don't need to hear both sides. Your poll is proof and, or proof positive that about 13% of people are willing to be wrong in almost any argument. We've played Notre Dame 42 times and Ohio State 114. One is a non-conference game. The other one is the most heated rivalry in sports. So there is that take. Uh, yeah. we, ha- we had a couple people say that they'd vote both, and you guys are a bunch of cheaters because you can't do that. Well, you also have to think about this. Is I'm going to throw something out, and I don't know if a lot of Michigan fans know this, Um this is a crazy thing to know, um, to think about, and to grasp and understand this. Is Michigan has not won against a top 25 team on the road since 2006. you believe that? Mm. That's crazy, isn't it? We have yeah. not won on the road. <laughs> We're still winless. Since 2006 to a top 25 team on the road. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, man, we just, 
and you're going into Notre Dame, South Bend, you're playing against a number nine team, it'd be good to get a road win, and that'll stop that streak going. <laughs> well, you know so, what else would stop that streak most likely? Well, Winning you know. in Columbus. <laughs> right. So even, even, even right. if it doesn't happen, most likely. Now, this? see. Would what? you still be saying this if it was at Michigan? Yeah, I'd still be saying it because it's Ohio State. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think? Well, all right, let's put it this way: Do you think it's more a Michigan State's more important? Wait, what? More important than Ohio State? Yeah. Oh, than the Notre Dame game? Oh, um, you're probably gonna say yes. I don't, um, <laughs> I find that one really important too. I mean, yeah, that, that one's tough because I'm tough, just sick tough. of their. I, I'm just sick of their crap. I would probably <laughs> rather take a Notre Dame loss than a Michigan State loss because I'm sick of the yeah. Michigan State crap. Oh, I can hear. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, and and they and you can say what you want. Yes, we yes we know they are losses. I'm not one of those people who are going to come out here and say, oh, it doesn't count because you guys got lucky or whatever. Right. No, it counts. I mean, it's we're what one and three. Yeah, one and three, right? Yeah. And so this year could make it two and two. And but to be completely honest, you know, there was one freak play in the first game uh, that. Uh, change the outcome, which I mean, it happens. You you win some, you lose some. It was a loss. Uh, but then the the last year won, and I'm I'm not going to because both teams had to play in the bad weather. There were a lot of things that Michigan didn't do right, but all okay. the things that didn't go right and playing in that weather, it was still a 14 10 game. Yeah, Michigan should have done that. Michigan should have finished that. Can you imagine that scenario of having some kooky things happening with Michigan, Michigan State, and those in that game? that could turn around with Jim Harbaugh and his record against D'Antonio. Yeah. Well, could you imagine if that was Ohio state? I mean, we had the one game with Ohio state that was like that. Could you imagine if all those games were like that? Oh God. That would just be, I I don't know if my heart could take it. (laughs) Right. I know, man. I'm getting too old. I'm much older than you now, so. Yeah, I mean, like I can, I I understand losses happen, but when it's crazy and just like, yeah, why are you doing? Why is this happening? Why are you doing this? Monsoon weather, and you got a corn trying to throw a ball, like can't throw ten yards without flying around, and you got, you know, the crazy uh, punt (laughs) right into their hands. It's just. I know, man. It's the luck has to go on our side once in a while, so yeah, we need something like that. Yep, but, for sure. So, yep. Oh, I'll say, always be. You know, we'll be there. We'll, we'll sure will. So, uh, but I tell you, man, we're gonna this game coming up with Notre Dame is gonna be serious. But it's not the most important one. So shove it. All right. So uh, more more reactions. Uh, Michigan man uh, in FL says, uh, got to bring home the Big Ten title this year. Anything less is a failure. Uh, then Coach Gibson, number five, uh, jumps in and was just like, nope. Bama didn't and won the national championship, just maximizing their potential, and they're good with me. Um, and then uh, Michigan man in FL goes back to talk about how Bo – Always talks about taking care of what you can control, and you can control winning the Big Ten, but you can't control the college football national championship. See, so. that was, that's the best point 
probably made in, in the whole poll that we put out um, right there is is Notre Dame is a non-conference, you know, independent and you know, and losing to Ohio State probably comes down to who wins the Big Ten, you know, goes on to the Big Ten, becomes Big Ten championship. Losing to Notre Dame, it doesn't. So, and that's, yeah, that's a really, really good point. So, Yeah, and we talked about that a little bit. And honestly, I agree with that because here's my perspective, and uh, I don't want us to get on too far of a tangent with this, but um, I'm not – I feel like if we don't get a Big Ten championship this year, and some players have come out and said this, and we'll maybe have a different conversation another time with it, that's considered a failure. I say that more so than if we don't get a national championship, it's a failure. I don't I don't really understand why people are jumping the conference championship and just going national championship or bust. And it's just like, no, you're like, I mean, I get that people feel like we have a good chance and I'm not saying we don't have a good chance and that it's not possible, but it's just like progression. You can't go. I mean, you can, but it's just kind of like, I, I want to see the conference championship because conference championship 90% of the time probably means that you're beating Ohio state because Ohio state is the other one or one of the other big contenders for the East. So I want to see a Big Ten title, and if we don't get a Big Ten title, I think that's a failure more so than not getting a national championship. No, exactly right. I mean, I like to shoot for the stars on playoff, but, I mean, they kind of go hand-in-hand in some some respects, you know, to where if you win the Big Ten championship, you're getting into the the playoff, the Final Four. So, but, yeah, you're right. I'm more – you know what? I'm kind of like I like a small big step. I guess small big step that makes sense is get you got to get the Big Ten championship. It's imperative that Michigan gets that. So, but yeah, national championship. Of course, it's great. Everybody knows that. That's the goal, the big goal, the big dream. But man, I'm telling you, man, it's been a while since Michigan's even won the Big Ten championship. Um, so 2003, I think was the last. 2003, time. yeah, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, the last the last real victory over Ohio State. Say what you want to about 2011. Don't talk to me too much about 2011 because if you want to talk about that being a real victory, I will probably laugh at you. (laughs) Right, that's a long time, man. And Michigan cannot. This can't keep going, man, because we're always like seem to be batting third. And we're never getting there. You know, it's, it's third place, fourth place, or, you know, and then you got you know, more than likely you're going to play Wisconsin because there's nobody on that area, on that side of the conference. But, but yeah, I mean, we're playing in the the toughest part of the conference on our side. Yeah, we're, well, we're not even getting to the game. No. Yeah. I mean, we got, yeah, we got to get to it. We got to beat the tougher opponents. You got to beat, you know, you got to beat Penn State. You got to beat Wisconsin. You got to beat. I mean, not Wisconsin, but you got to beat uh, Michigan State. You got to beat Ohio State. You got to get through those guys. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, something to po- point out too, and I, I touched on it a little bit, and I just kind of want to expand upon it real quick. I think I've said it before, but if you really okay, so if you guys really want to consider 2011 a big win or you know beating Ohio State, 
I, I have a hard time with that. Yes, a win's a win. Like I already said, a win is a win. So it was a win against Ohio State. But if you really want to sit there and like pat yourself on the back, that was a six-point win over a Luke Fickle Ohio State-led team that was already struggling that season. So I don't know if you guys remember this, but Urban Meyer was uh, in the booth for that game. Mm. I can only imagine... Urban Meyer was probably laughing his butt off to himself, being like, wow, this is what Michigan can do against Luke Fickle's Ohio State team. I can't wait until I get into Columbus because this is going to be the easiest six years of my life, and it has been. Yeah, it has been. So don't talk to me and tell me that that was a huge win and that it should be a huge, uh, like some huge deal or anything. No, that, that was bad. That no. was bad. The last real victory that you can take in, if you really want to say, really would more be so 2003. Yeah. Now, of course, yes, it was still one. So I'm still saying that. But, yeah, just for what it's worth. No, you're right. And that's the thing. He, I think he knew that the Big Ten was up for grabs that, you know, he can come in and take a, a team who's already had talent with Trestle there and sweeping, swooping in. And saying, well, I'm a better coach in Trestle, and he's certainly, I think, shown that. But uh, And saying, this, t- this team's already got a boatload of talent, and I'm just going to come in and win and dominate, and he did. So there, yeah. there you got it. Yep. Uh, so something uh, real quick here to point out, too, since uh, we were talking about not getting to the uh, championship game. Since the divisions were divided between East and West, that's been only four years now. All four years, the winners have been from the East Division. Three of those four years, Wisconsin has been representing the West Division. So wow. how much of a cakewalk for Wisconsin? And we talk about that, too. So that's just that's just junk and garbage. Somebody was trying to, I saw somebody trying to make an argument about how Paul Chris is such better coach than Jim Harbaugh because of his record since he's been at Wisconsin and people jumped on him right away and be like, Oh wow. Yeah. Watch out for the people you're competing with in the West division. So, right. And yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's not really competing very well. A bunch of, a bunch of, great opponents he's not on our side until he comes on our side it's a little different but yeah he doesn't have to play ohio state michigan state and penn state every single year yeah i mean he's looking at i'm looking at the schedule right now it's like yeah you got with you got penn state at home at at penn state yeah it's a tough game then you got michigan that's pretty much your only really tough teams you got to play um yeah yeah they got iowa at Iowa, which is always difficult to win there, um, and Northwestern. Yeah, you know, they're playing teams that aren't ranked, but they play teams that seem to always give people trouble away. Um, so yeah, we, we played Northwestern. Yeah. We played Iowa two years ago. I but mean, if, we play some of those same teams as well. Right. But year in, year out, we play Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan yeah. State, who are ranked teams nationally. Yep. And there's nobody else ranked on the West uh, right, right. division, except for uh, Iowa, a little bit right. here and there. And meanwhile, you got Michigan, probably, I think, they're top five in the worst schedule this year <laughs> and who they got to play. And I'm like, yep, yep, we're not backing down. We're playing the top teams right now, and it's going to be a tough road for them. But, you know, I say, you know, you got if you want to play good and want to be, you got to beat the best. So Michigan's 
this is your year. If you're going to win, you better win because you're you got a tough schedule. Yeah, you got to to be the man. You got to beat the man. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, back to some of these reactions. West White Wolf was saying, if we lose Week One to Notre Dame, we may not recover. Um, some That's people didn't point. didn't really agree with that. We had a little bit of conversation about that before. Yeah. Kurt Meister himself contributed to this. He said, I'm a traditionalist. Ohio State has been and always will be the biggest game of the year. The next game is always the biggest game, but Ohio State is the biggest. So, yeah. Tough. Raj Lakra, I believe is how you might say it. Tough one. I had to go with Ohio State game because a biggest rivalry. B, we desperately need to turn around versus Ohio State, and C, can recover from early season stumble, but can't at the end of the season. Uh, uh, U of M77, I voted to beat the Irish. Uh, you don't want to start the season with a loss. I certainly want to beat Ohio State. Would have done that um, in the not-too-distant pass if the fishing uh, didn't step in for the home team. If it was turn, uh, so C Holt, Holtzgen, um on Twitter is saying if this was turned around and asked of Ohio State, I would believe they'd say Michigan and it would be unanimous. This is a conference game, the game, and one likely with major implications. I'm concerned there isn't a general consensus here. So, yeah. uh, and then other people are saying need uh, need to start the season with positive note, beating a top 25 team on the road. In prime time, need to defeat this on the road ranked demon, like you had mentioned, Craig. Right. So uh, there are. Uh, I'll go through these last ones. Uh, Corbin uh, Smith twenty two saying there's no question, so that I uh, would go with Ohio State one probably. Notre Dame game is a big one, but honestly, it doesn't have any true impact on the season. We can lose and still win the Big Ten. And even make the playoffs. If we lose to Ohio State, we probably finish second or third in the division again. That's DT Vaughn 95. Sherry Labity, um, I picked the team in that one state, but also feel the first game of the season being a night game on the road will set the tone for the rest of the season. So I also feel it's very important as well. So torn on that. Uh, Dave Campbell, your face is my case uh, handle. One is simply the game won't be if we don't flip this thing. The other is simply to hell with Notre Dame. Uh, and then another person is saying, we all know the answer to that. Come on, man, just beat uh, Ohio State. That's the Duke of NYC 87. And then somebody else is saying, do you even have to ask? <laughs> and that was... Yeah, we have to ask. Canon, I am right. So... Yeah. Yeah, so we did have to ask a lot of reactions there. Um, some things that I wanted to add, um, I, some, some of it we reviewed last time, but here, here's something. Okay, here's a question for you, Craig. Okay. All right, so uh, how old are your boys right now? Well, I've got the 19-year-old, I've got the uh, 16-year-old, and then I've got uh 12-year-old. Okay. How... Uh, just kind of your thoughts. How early do you think you can remember and have a memory? Like me? Yeah. Like when you get older, how old, how young do you think you can kind of go and distinctly have memories, you know, of your childhood? Right. Well, I can't remember me crapping my pants. So <sighs> that's what you thought thinking. But, um, 
I don't know. You know, I'm thinking maybe, you know, five, six. Perfect. Perfect. I I was going to throw out five, too. Like, that's kind of like my go-to. Like, maybe some people a little bit earlier, maybe some people a little bit less. But five little moments. Right. You remember stupid things that you would never think of that are like maybe flashes for a second. But you'll remember those. I don't know why. But you know what I mean? They they're. They sometimes are important. Sometimes they are not important at all. And yeah. you remember things like that. Yeah. Yep. So here, here's actually something that you could ask your oldest. But, okay, so let's just go with five years old. Let's just go yeah. with five. If we're saying that you can really only remember things well from five years old and, under, uh, and uh, later, for any Michigan fan that turns 19 years old this year or younger, those right. Michigan fans are only know and remember one win over Ohio State. Yeah, it's true. Anyone who is still in high school and younger only is possible to have memory of one win that Michigan has over Ohio State. So somebody try to tell me, honestly try to convince me, and tell me that the Notre Dame game is more important. When you have a stretch that long where your fan base, if they are 19 or younger, can only remember one game. And like I said, I already made an argument where that win is not really even that impressive to me, and I almost just want to wipe it off. Most of the people who listen to the show are pretty dang young, or on Twitter or social media that follow us are young, youngsters. Yep. So you have no oldie moldies like me. See, and I remember, and you make a good point. You know, I remember Notre Dame with Rocket Ishmael. Remember him, and he would he would burn Michigan all the time. He drove me nuts. But I can remember that was a huge rivalry back in the '90s and '80s, and I was just like, man, that dude was so fast and 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 one electrifying uh, Notre Dame players of all time. But he wants to look him up, look him up, and he drove me nuts watching him. I'd go, God, he burned Michigan all the time. So yeah, I mean, you think about that. That's about the time that Michigan, I mean, implemented the spread. And so Michigan hasn't recovered from that from a long time. We're still seriously trying to get back to the pro style, you know, and getting rid of that whole spread thing. Thank God we got rid of all the Hope players. We got rid of all the Rich Rod players. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, all they do is remember us (laughs) beating Ohio State one time, and that was with Denard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and it's not even that because it's not getting rid of everything. It's implementing the new stuff too and getting it right. uh, instilled. And like people talk about the culture change and everything and getting that back on track, which has been happening for the past three years. But here's also this: so Michigan and Notre Dame have played eleven times since two thousand four. As everybody knows, it hasn't been an every year thing, especially with I don't know how many years that we've taken off here. But Michigan and Notre Dame have played eleven times since two thousand four. That's that's when people right. would have been born, you know, to be like 19 or uh, no, not, I'm sorry, not 19. It was a little bit before that. Anyways, uh, forget that comment. Anyways, 11 times since 2004. Um, that's when people would start remembering what games and everything. That's why I'm kind of going back to. Um, and Michigan has won six of those 11 games. So over half Michigan has played with Notre Dame over half Michigan has won. From that time, from 2004, Michigan and Ohio State have played 14 times. 14 times since 2004. And Michigan has won one. 
So again, I say try to convince me otherwise that Ohio that Notre Dame could somehow possibly be more important than the Ohio State game. And uh, Ohio and Michigan State, you know, they they there hasn't been very many wins against them either. So uh, there's been plenty more than Ohio State. I mean, not not as much as the Notre Dame game. I don't think we're over fifty percent, right. uh, but right. it's uh, so you take into account you know the Trussell area and era, and then you take Urban era era, and yeah, we have had no success at beating them. So yeah, so uh, that part in there, and then uh, but here's other things too, like. We know that this has to eat at Harbaugh. Like, Harbaugh is a competitor. He likes to win. But I don't know who's brought this up, who's brought light to this, but Harbaugh is only one of two coaches that has not been Ohio State once in their first three years as a coach. And guess what? We all know who the other one is. Yep. Because it was Rich Rod. Yep. (laughs) If... Harbaugh loses this year. He will be the only coach at Michigan in the whole entire history of the program to not beat Ohio State once in his first four years of coaching. For any coach that has coached four years or more, he will be the only coach not to beat them. Yeah. There's that as well. Yeah. And he will be only he will become the fourth coach ever to go on a four game losing streak to Ohio State. Right. One one of them where uh we all recognize um because it wasn't all that long ago uh because that was um Car- uh wow, I almost said Pete Carroll. Um Lloyd Carr, sorry, I'm thinking as I'm typing here. Um and then there were two others which I'm sure that most of you guys probably won't um uh, recognize when I say this. I believe one was Oh, uh, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Oh, where did the names go? They were unusual ones. Oh wow, does it? Why was this one? Nineteen sixty or fifty? Who is it? Uh, Bump Elliott was one of the coaches, and then the other one I believe was Harry Kip. Mm. Kipka. So, I mean, so yeah, so people, so coaches that you don't really remember or anything. So, but he would become the fourth coach to go on a four game losing streak to Ohio State. If he goes past that, if he gets to five, he would be the only coach ever to get five games. But like I said, if he loses this year, he's going to be the only coach ever to lose or to not beat Ohio State within his first four seasons as head coach. Yeah, that is great. So, I, I mean, I'll throw a question out at you, you know, and see what you think. Do you think Michigan would have beaten Ohio State at least once or twice or at least once more if the whole uh, Dave Brandon didn't come in and change the whole thing and do the spread? And we kind of really didn't recover from that whole debacle. Uh, and they just, you know, did a replacement for Lloyd Carr and they got somebody came in who just did the pro style like we always do. And do you really do you think Michigan would have beat Ohio State at least once? I kind of I think we would have because the whole spread really killed Michigan for a long, long time. I think it was a perfect storm, man. If you look at the planets aligned for everybody, as Coach D'Antonio swooped in right at the time when Rich Rod came in, and you know we had what 
Sheridan, Nick Sheridan as our quarterback and three as our quarterback and Ryan Mallett took off. And I don't know, man, we would have had Ryan Mallett stayed here at Michigan. If he would have, you know, if we would have just stayed with the pro style, we didn't, it's a lot of fallen falling dominoes happened after all that. So, yeah, you could say it maybe would have happened. I mean, of course, you know, that's so hard to tell. Um, but it, part part of the issue isn't even just, I mean, it's been the recovery process too. So you would kind of have to imagine maybe during that recovery process that wouldn't have been, wouldn't have taken so long, but yeah, you got to get all those players out of there. <laughs> you know, they're all speed guys and, you know, you got to bring back the whole uh, pro style system. And those guys, you know, we're talking about players that are used to the spread. So they go to Oregon, they go to place, you know, they do the triple option. They do that stuff. And then you uproot Michigan again, and they got to change it all over and get them out and bring in, you know, the big dogs and uh, just different, just different players. And I don't know. It's, it's quite interesting to see. I wasn't a big fan of it. And I think it set us back quite a bit. Yeah, no. And it was definitely a mess and everything. And so it's, uh, it wreaked havoc. Uh, yeah. for all of us. So, uh, hold on. Let me see. I was looking up because you wanted to see. Um, we were comparing 2004 to mm-hmm. 2000 to now, and so um, uh, 14. It'd be 14 times Michigan won one, two, three, four, five, six. So almost 50 percent. Uh, Michigan has been with. Uh, so if we if Michigan beats Michigan State this year, um. For those uh, 14 years, or then it would be, wait. Yeah. Wait, hold on. How's that? Wait, what? Hold on. One, two, three, four, six. Six for 14. So it be seven. Okay, so yeah, so it would be almost half the games, which mm-hmm. is drastically different from one for 14. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That's another important game, so. Yeah. So. The show's got me all bummed out. All bummed out. Should get you pumped. Well. Should get you excited. I'm excited for it. I think. Now, see, okay, this this is something, too, and I was waiting until the end to say this. You know what's going to probably happen and be really stupid and ruin all of this for us? Mm. Is that? that something stupid is probably. Uh, uh, this is what I see happening with um, either or maybe both Michigan State or Ohio State this year where something gets messed up and one or both of them suck. (laughs) And so then when we beat them, it's going to be like, oh, whatever, big deal. What do you expect? You're playing a bad team. Right. You know, I kind of like how Michigan State players talk about uh, when Michigan beat them last and things like that, 3-9 team and whatever. And then, you know, that that's especially what I see when Harbaugh beats Ohio State, whenever that may be. I could totally see it where Ohio State has like three or more losses, uh, three losses or something going into the Michigan game. Michigan beats them, and it's just like, oh, what do you expect? You know, Ohio State's not good this year. And so right. it's just like, yeah, so it's uh, people play it off as no big deal. Yeah, I think Michigan State fans, you know, I think what – Michigan fans, I'm sorry, but I think Michigan fans are getting to a point, and I agree with them. It's, it's been a long time, a long time, since Michigan has actually taken a rival, and it could be any of them, and curb stomped them 
You know what I mean? Is we haven't curb stomped a rival in a long time. You can take any of the rivals that we actually, the top rivals, we haven't curb stomped them in a long time. I think Michigan fans want to see a blowout. They want to see, like you were saying, when he comes to the fourth quarter, you want to see Michigan just balls out, score another three to four touchdowns. Don't do it against Rutgers. Don't do it against these other teams. I want to see us just literally like knock these teams out in the third or fourth quarter and and beat them by three to four touchdowns or something like that. It's it's been a long time since we've done that. Last time against Ohio State would have been in 1993, 28 to zero against Ohio State. Right. Uh, last time against Michigan State. I mean, if you want to, you can consider 31 to 13 in 2006. But if you really want to go to to the uh, curb stomping, I would go to 2002, which was 49 to three. Yeah, that's um, what I want to see. If you want to talk about the Notre Dame series, yeah. Um, let me see here. Uh, Michigan, uh, when we shut them out uh, in 2007, 38 to zero. So see, even then, even then, okay. the Notre Dame series looks so much better for Michigan over Michigan State and Ohio State, both yeah. of them. Like, because Michigan uh, has won in the last, uh, since 2004, has over uh, 500 winning percentage uh, with uh, Notre Dame. You can't say that for Michigan State. You definitely can't say that against Ohio State. And then even with how dominant Michigan has played them at times, the more recent game has been for the Notre Dame series, and then you have to go further back for... Uh, what was it? Did I, you have to go further back for the Michigan State series, and then you have to go way back for the Ohio State series. Right. right. Yeah, so that, again, just points more so to why Ohio State is more important. And if it can be a dominant win, that would be even bigger and better. Wrong. <laughs> you would say wrong. Now, now, the one thing I will say to to the point of the Notre Dame game is how – ugly it ended last time right because that was the yeah. last time michigan was ever shut out which was the dumbest thing ever i still don't understand how they let that happen right. um but notre dame uh michigan was shut out 31 to 0 so dominance favoring notre dame however in, since 2000 i mean michigan had so many wins yeah they had three back or uh three back to back to back and then yeah. split. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, yep. Good discussion. Fun. Yeah, it's always fun because I'm always right. Yeah, no, you're not right about this, but no, I, I, to- I totally want. I totally. How can this not be when 87% of the people. Yeah, they're all they're all kids. They're all like those teenagers and stuff. They're all they're still like popping pimples on their face and stuff. Wow, so you're totally throwing our viewers under the bus. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe the old fuddy daddy like me, so Yeah, so congratulations and good job people. There you go. Just go ahead and uh yeah, you tweet at me. Un- unfollow Craig. <laughs> yeah. Block him, troll him. Do anything yeah. do anything and everything that you want. Yep. Yep. So, all right, good show. All right, yeah, good good stuff for sure. So, uh, if you guys want to, uh, oops, that's not what I wanted. 
If you guys want to contact us, you can look for us on Twitter, uh, Blue Bros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. You can email us at bluebrothersportscast at gmail.com. Uh, voicemail, ever popular, ever great to use. Thank you, Curbmeister, for your voicemail. Uh, you can call 551-258-3276. Brief message, short and sweet, like Curbmeister did. Just go ahead and call 551-BLUE-BRO. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much most of it. Why? Okay, so why is that working here and not working there? Weird. Um but yeah, so we'll have an episode next week. We will not have it with Craig because nobody cares about Craig, yeah. and Craig won't be here because Craig doesn't care about us, and Craig doesn't care about the show apparently. No, no. Craig I doesn't. Know. Craig doesn't care about the viewers. Craig or the listeners and the followers. Craig doesn't care about the show. Craig just doesn't care. Well, I'm old, man. You get to a point where you get old, and you're just like, I don't care. Get off my lawn. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like you. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yes, yeah, definitely a good episode. We will go ahead and there. It's here kind of later in the week and everything. We hope that uh, your week has been going well. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us each and every week. Uh, we hope your weekend goes well, and we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.